0: Hello, hello. Welcome back to the What The Fab podcast, episode 57. I'm really excited for today's episode because I love goal setting. I love reflecting on the previous year and then making plans for the new year. And this episode is going to go into an email challenge that I am hosting starting on January 29th. And it's going to take you through a few different prompts and things to do and mindset shifts that will all lend themselves to you setting 2023 up to be a super successful year. And a big part of that is the visioning and goal-setting workbook that I have created and I've shared for the last couple of years. And so we're going to talk about that I'm going to kind of reflect back on how I filled out my 2022 visioning workbook and some of the insights that I gained from that. I'm going to look at some of the goals that I set for the previous year, which ones I met, which ones I didn't. And then I'm also going to give you a preview of some of the other parts of the email challenge and series and what it's going to take you through because the goal setting envisioning workbook is part of that but there are a lot of other pieces around time management decluttering your home mindset self-care lots of other fun things and so you can sign up for the email challenge at whatthefab.com success i will also link to it in the show notes and again it's going to be running from january 29th through february 4th it's going to be one email per day. And of course, you don't have to do every single thing in the email challenge on that exact day. You can start that day, finish another day, pick it up later. It's more self-paced, but that's when the emails are going to be going out. And if you're listening to this later, maybe it's early February, but you're just getting going (laughs) with your new year, I get it. I was traveling at the beginning of the year and then sick. And I am just like 2023 is just starting for me. So I get it. Time is just a construct anyways. Calendars are made up anyways. Like you can start thinking about how you're going to set your year up for success later in February. It doesn't have to be January 1st because like that ship has sailed for me too. So you can start it at any time and the email challenge will still go out to you even if you're doing it at a later date. So you can feel free to sign up at whatthefab.com success. And in addition to the email series, I'm also doing a fun giveaway and we're going to be doing over $500 worth of prizes within this giveaway. And it's going to be a goodie box with some things from some of my favorite partners, like an Era home diffuser. It's a smart home diffuser. I have worked with them for years. I have one in like almost every room of my house. The diffuser alone retails for $200. I'll include a few different scents with it as well. We are also going to be giving away a Beauty Bio Glow Pro set Love Beauty Bio, love the Glow Pro. It's an at-home microneedling kit, and it helps to make all of your skincare just absorb into the skin better. It helps with fine lines, wrinkles, texture. It's amazing. That's also a $200 value. And then there's gonna be some other goodies in there as well. Some Equilibria CBD treatment oil, the 5-Minute Journal. So just things to help you get your new year off on the right, foot. So we're going to be giving one email challenge participant this giveaway prize. So be sure to sign up. And again, the link is in the show notes, or you can go to whatthefab.com success. Okay, so the first part of this email series and challenge is the goal setting envisioning workbook that I mentioned. So I have shared this on the podcast and on my site for the last couple of years, but I've actually been doing it since I think 2018. So I've been doing this workbook for a while. Every year I improve on it, tweak it, add something, take something away. But In its essence, I've been doing this workbook every year for the last five years or so, and I keep them. And it's really cool to look back on them and just see how I have set myself up for certain things and met certain goals that I have journaled about, broken down into bite-sized pieces, worked on over the years. It's how I, first of all, reflected and made the decision that I had to leave Google and that I needed to take that next year to set myself up to get ready to do that. And then actually took the leap and left Google. It's how I set myself up to be in a position to buy our first home. It's how I grew my business and set certain goals of launching different things like the SEO course, challenging myself to grow internally with my own self-care and personal growth, it's just really cool to look back on all of these different goals that I had set for myself and seeing it getting worked out, the realization of, okay, I need to be more conscientious about my own self-care and how I'm treating myself. Like, all right, I am not happy where I am, even though I work at, quote, the best company in the world to work for, but like I have this other calling, like these realizations and then goals that I set for myself. So I am really excited about that one. I always get awesome feedback from people that participate in this visioning workbook. And so I'm excited to kick off the email series with this workbook so I actually have mine here in front of me it's my visioning workbook from 2022 my word for last year was vision and so in part of the workbook one of the questions is in order to live this word in the new year what do you need to change and so I journaled about just really living in alignment with the vision that I have for myself my life, my business, and my relationships. And so asking myself, what does the vision say? That was a question that was posed to me by Julie Solomon, who led the mastermind group that I was in in 2021. So it makes sense that like towards the end of that year, I was reflecting on that question. What does the vision say? Does this align with the vision when I'm making decisions? And then being willing to say no, to pass on opportunities that don't align with the vision, even if it's a fun opportunity, even if there's money on the table, even if it disappoints someone, and then really looking at my relationships and making sure that they're in alignment. So that was very interesting to me that I had journaled about that and about relationships and asking if they alignment with my vision because there was a relationship in 2022 that I had to completely cut off, unfortunately. And it was not a swift and easy thing because there were other elements involved and some of them sort of relating to business. I knew immediately when this needed to happen, but in order to make it happen, it was like a long, laborious process. It's just interesting that I had at the beginning of January 2022, I had told myself, you might have to let go of some things in business and relationships and like really make sure that these things are in alignment and that relationship was just not in alignment. And things were so much better once that was ended. So just interesting to reflect back on that and to see that. Okay, you know I am all about time-saving hacks, and I have to tell you guys about my latest discovery, Sunbasket Meal Delivery Service. I've been using them for months now, and they are hands down the best meal delivery I have ever tried, and I have tried a lot. (laughs) Their meals are ready to go. You can just microwave them or pop them in the oven. I don't know about you, but if I'm paying for a meal delivery, I'm not trying to get a kit that also requires me to spend time having to cook the meal and chop stuff like some other services no thank you so it's delivered weekly if you want you can always skip it's ready to go all of their ingredients are organic and seriously the meals have been so delicious I just had this insane chili verde enchilada pie with braised pork last night oh my god I'm drooling just thinking about it and each week you get to pick your menu and I order six so that's meals for both me and Omid three nights out of the week and I usually opt for meals that are under six calories. And like I said, everything has been so good. And there's a new menu to choose from every week, we haven't had a repeat menu item yet. And I have a great discount link for you to give them a try. You'll get $90 off your first few deliveries, bringing each meal to six bucks a meal. This is a no-brainer, you guys. So just go to whatthefab.com sunbasket and use my referral link there. I mean, you're going to pay that much at least for groceries, but with Sunbasket, you don't even have to cook, so you might as well be efficient about it. Make weeknight dinners a delicious breeze with Sunbasket. Go to whatthefab.com. Slash Sunbasket to get $90 off. The next parts of the goal setting envisioning workbook are really a way to quantify and rank different areas of your life in terms of where you want to be putting your attention for the next year. Like what needs some TLC, what needs some extra love and attention and energy put into it? Because when you sit down to think about goals for the year, it can be so overwhelming. Like there are endless opportunities of improvement. I mean, that's life, right? You're constantly improving and learning, but it can be really overwhelming to be like, okay, I want to grow my business. I want to Redecorate my home and make my home a sanctuary. I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to meditate more. I want to put more time into my self care. I want to improve my relationships with my husband, with my friends. Like the list can go on and on of things that you can improve on. So, what this part of the workbook does is it helps you quantify what two or three areas you are going to focus on moving the needle each and every month for that year. And so for me, the ones that I identified were my physical wellness, my mental wellness or mental health. And then the third one that I put was my home. And with this worksheet, usually when you're going through and quantifying things, you're kind of like ranking things based on descriptors in a one through five scale. So home would be like peaceful, organized, clean, and you rank them based on one, no, I don't agree at all, and five, like, yep, totally agree, things are great. And so usually what happens is you're going through and totaling everything up, and your bottom three that score the lowest are the ones that make the most sense for you to prioritize for that year. Sometimes you might have something like I did last year that doesn't have a low score, but you still want to prioritize it because you just have... Certain goals or ideas, things you want to accomplish in that area of your life. So for me, that was home. It got a great score. I was super happy in our new house, but I knew that I had all these projects that I wanted to do. I had this like storage room that I wanted to convert to a guest room, just lots of different things. And so I decided to put that as my third. So you can go through this, look at the ones with the lowest scores, do a gut check. I would say nine times out of 10, it's like, yep, that makes sense. Those are the areas of my life that need some extra love and care this year and attention. But if there's something else you want to include, go for it. So then looking back on, there's a section that's a yearly planner where for each month you're writing down a bite-sized goal for each life vertical. And this is really what moves the needle on your goals because I think we've all heard of smart goals, you know, measurable Time bound, whatever all those (laughs) letters stand for. So, like, yes, your goals need to be specific and measurable and bite sized and have a time attached to them. But beyond that, actually writing down what your one goal is that month that pertains to these different areas of your life that you're trying to improve on for the year. And then taking it a step further and being like, okay, my goal in January that pertains to the house is to do a whole house clean out. So like every drawer, every shelf, every cabinet, I go through and I purge what is no longer needed. I donate things that I no longer need. You would be shocked the amount of just straight up trash that you hold on to (laughs) just like as a human being. But okay, let's say that's my goal for the house in January. Not only am I writing it in my yearly planner, that's part of this worksheet. I'm also looking at my calendar and being like, When is this happening? Because we're so busy. Like, I know that I'm not the only one that feels like there's just not enough hours in the day, weeks in the month. And you can all of a sudden look up and the month is over and you didn't set aside time to take action on that one bite sized goal. So I look at the calendar and I say, okay, when is this one thing going to happen? And I put it on the calendar. And This is also a really great activity, this whole workbook in general, to do with a partner, an accountability buddy, whether it is your spouse, your romantic partner, a friend, a business partner, like whoever. Do this worksheet together and then chat about your reflections and your goals afterwards. My husband and I have been doing these together since I started in 2018, and I Love it. We actually haven't sat down for 2023 yet. I think we're going to do it after our next trip, so at the end of January. And I always, we've been together coming up on 18 years, and I always learn something new about him when we do this worksheet together. I'm like, oh, I didn't know you felt that way about this experience that happened last year. Or, oh, I didn't know that like this area of your life is something that you feel like you're not putting enough energy into and that this is important to you. Like, it's great. I highly, highly recommend doing it. And then the accountability factor that comes in is every month at the beginning of the month, you can check in with that person and just be like, okay, here are my goals from the previous month. Here are the ones that I met. Here are the ones that I didn't meet. Maybe it's going to get shifted around. And then here's what's coming up for this month. And here's how I'm mapping that out in my calendar. And so that way, you're kind of reminding each other at the beginning of each month to take a look and do a check-in and see how things are progressing. And as you map these things out, just know that, first of all, you're not going to hit every single one, like... We're not psychopaths here that are just like robots doing every single thing. But you're going to hit most of them if you stick to this process and if you check in every month. And even if you hit half, that is huge. That is going to make a measurable difference in your life and in these different verticals that you are paying attention to and working on improving throughout the year. So like when I look at this worksheet of mine from last year, I put little check marks next to the ones that I accomplished and I didn't. And I'd say I hit about 70%, which means I got a lot done. (laughs) I got a lot of house projects done. I made a lot of improvements in my self-care routine. And there are things on here that I didn't get done. Like one of them for my mental health, in the summer, I wanted to look into finding a new acupuncturist. I had somebody in San Francisco that I really liked, and I feel like it definitely helped. I wouldn't necessarily say it helped with my mental health. Some people feel like it helps with their anxiety. For me, it helped with physical pain. I get a lot of lower back tightness, and it really helped with that. I actually had a horrible flare-up a few months ago where I literally could not walk, and I'm like, I never ended up looking into finding someone that I can go to for acupuncture in Napa now that we've moved. And so I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, here are some of the things that I'm going to transfer over to 2023. But there were a lot that I did hit. I wanted to, for my HIIT workouts, for my physical health, I wanted to move from 12-pound dumbbells to 15 in the summer. I did that. Like, There's just noticeable changes and improvements that each month I made so do not skip this part it's really really tempting to towards the end of this worksheet be like okay I know what the areas are and I have a general idea of how I'm going to hit them this part mapping it out month by month and setting those bite-sized goals is key and then checking in each month is key this episode is brought to you by Hit School. Okay, so Hit School didn't pay for a sponsorship on my podcast, but they just launched a great referral program that I had to share with you because they're my go to for my at home workout routine. And some of my readers have been asking how I've been staying fit during COVID. This is it. I've been working out with Hit School for four years now. The first few years were actually in person with the trainers when I was at Google because they did a lot of corporate workout programs. And last year, at the start of this pandemic, they created a virtual program. So you work out with them over Google Hangouts in a small group setting and the workouts kick your butt. I am always so sore afterwards all you need are a pair of dumbbells and you're good to go. Your trainer gives you personalized feedback because they see you on camera, so they make sure your form is on point and they nicely call you out if you're slacking off, which I definitely need because it really pushes me. And the other thing is the accountability factor. If I am paying for these classes and my trainer knows if I show up or not, I do not miss a class versus if I tell myself, okay, yeah, I'm going to do a YouTube workout video on my own later today, half the time I end up skipping. Okay, so here Here's the pricing breakdown. One semester is eight weeks long and costs $270, but if I refer you, you get $50 off bringing it to 220. Now you get two classes a week with your trainer. So that's 16 classes, but then they also give you access to all of these other additional live classes throughout the week. So personally, I do an abs and butt class with them. I do a strength training class and then my regular two days a week with my trainer. So that's 32 classes that I'm taking advantage of in a semester. And if you wanted to do even more, you could, but let's just say you're doing four workouts a week, like me, that comes out to less than 7 a class. That is a freaking steal. Oh, you should also know that anyone else in your household can join you for your workouts for free. They don't have to pay for their own membership. So Omid works out with me for all of the workout classes. It's so much fun to have a workout buddy. And if you do the math between the two of us, I mean, it is just such a good deal. When I think about what I used to pay for Barry's classes, they're like $30 a class, like my God. Anyways, if you wanna sign up with Hit School and kick off your new year right, shoot me an email so I can refer you and you'll get $50 off. Full transparency, I get $50 off too, so it's a win-win for both of us. Email me at Elise, E-L-I-S-E, at whatthefab.com use HIT School in the subject line, and I will help you get all signed up. Maybe we'll even work out together. If you want to take a look at their website to learn more about the program, it's hitschool.com. HIT is spelled H-I-I-T because it stands for High Intensity Interval Training. So it's hitschool.com. And don't forget to shoot me an email so you can get that 50 bucks off. All right, let's get back to the show. So that is an overview of the worksheet and The other thing that I was noticing as I was flipping through the pages, there's one page that's your visioning board for the year. So like you could do it digitally if you wanted to. I've done that and I have it as like my desktop background, but I really like doing a physical one as well and being able to look back on those over the years too. It's just interesting. Like one year I put a picture that I cut out from a magazine of like a beautiful house. And that was the year that we bought our house. It's just like fun to look back and be like, oh, that's what I was envisioning for myself. And whether you want to call it manifesting, setting intentions, goal setting, like that's what I was going for that year. I achieved that. I accomplished that. So it's just cool to look back on. And my one thing that stood out to me when I'm looking at my visioning board from 2022 is across the top in big letters, I had cut out and put the word power. And a realization that I had in 2022 was when I step into my own power, I would say most people are Really excited by that, inspired by that. It sparks interesting conversations between me and other women, whether it is friends and other business owners or just people that are readers, DMing me on Instagram, emailing me. It sparks ideas for other people within their own lives and their own businesses, which is super exciting. But for a select few, it upsets people. (laughs) There are some people that don't like that when I step into my own power. It offends them, it triggers them, it makes them feel less than. And that was a realization that I had in 2022. And now I'm looking back on this visioning workbook and power was a big word that I had put right at the top in black and white. So just interesting that like that was a lesson that I had. And now when I look at this visioning workbook. That's what was splashed across the top of my visioning board. And the other thing I realized was that that reaction, those negative reactions of feeling less than or small because of me stepping into my own power, that is 100% having to do with that person's shit basically. like That has to do with their own feelings of self-worth and confidence, and there's nothing I can do besides sharing my own message of tips that I've learned for dealing with imposter syndrome and how I've worked beyond certain things and your own upper limits and kind of sharing recommendations for books or journaling practices. But there's nothing else I can do beyond that to help somebody with their own feelings of negative talk negative self-worth. However, (laughs) it's really hard not to hear that and be like, oh, putting out my income report made you feel less than. Oh, my business's apparent success, whether it's financially, through the team that I have, through having a personal assistant, the car that I drive, whatever, you're telling me that that makes you feel less than. I mean, I'm still going to live my life. I'm still going to step into my power, run my business the way I run it, and do my thing. But yeah, it was just a really interesting realization that I had last year, and funny to see it at the very top of my visioning board. Okay, so that is the workbook, for goal setting, envisioning, you're going to get that on the first day of the email series. And then we're going to go through several other areas. And again, don't get overwhelmed. These are being sent out one a day over a week, but you can space it out however feels good to you. If you want to tackle one thing each weekend and space it out over a month and a half, you do you, boo. Do what feels good to you. But that's the first one. The second one is going to be a challenge on organizing and decluttering your space. And so I kind of mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, but every January, Omid and I do a whole house clean out, and it is in-depth. It's like literally every nook and cranny of the house. And I'm just about to finish up ours for this year. And you guys, it feels so good. Good. Like the house feels a million pounds lighter. My office is spick and span. I walk in there, I feel good and ready to get to work. Our closet is more organized. Like the drawers aren't all cluttered. You can find what you're looking for. It feels amazing. So, this email is going to come with an episode where I interviewed an organization expert which if you watch The Neat Method or The Home Edit, I think those are two different companies, but like if you watch their Netflix series, so satisfying, like just having an organized pantry, kitchen, it just feels amazing. So I interviewed her and she had some really great tips around like your mindset when it comes to getting rid of things, because you can have a very intense attachment to physical items that might have a memory for you. You could have an attachment to clothes that you're like, I haven't worn this in a year, but like, what if I am putting together an outfit and like, that's the time that I decide I need this green top that I haven't worn in a year. You can have an attachment to things because you feel guilty for getting rid of them. Maybe somebody bought it for you as a gift and you never liked it Or wore it or used it, but you're hanging on to it because somebody gave it to you. Or maybe you bought yourself something a few years ago and you feel bad that now you're being quote wasteful and just getting rid of it, but you had spent money on this thing. So she gives a lot of tips of how to let go of those things, how to deal with them, how to shift your mindset. And it has helped me a lot. I was definitely hanging on to some things that were like gifts that never really liked, but like it was from somebody special to me. You don't need to hold on to and hoard those things. So that's the second email challenge and podcast episode that goes along with it. The third one is a digital detox challenge. And I need to go through and do this again for myself. But it's all about just cleaning up your digital space, your phone, your desktop, and then doing a no-sell Sunday or whatever day you want to make it. I need to get back into this, but I remember, I think it was last year or maybe the year before, Omid and I started doing this, and we would just put our phones away on a Sunday, and it made that Sunday feel so much more expansive in terms of time like it felt like two sundays in one because we weren't spending time mindlessly scrolling our phones or getting pings and dings from people you know text messages feeling like we had to respond i definitely want to start implementing that again because it felt amazing so that's number three doing a digital detox challenge the details will all be in the email and then number four is all about habits Obviously, habits tie in really well with goals, meeting your goals, and actually moving the needle on things. And a couple years ago, I read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, and there were a lot of really good nuggets in there about how to build habits that last. I think habit stacking was a really big one for me. I, for example, was not super regular with taking my vitamins. And that was something that I was like, this is so easy. Like, why can't I remember to take my vitamins? And it's important for me. How can I make this a thing? And then I just started stacking it. I've tried stacking it with a couple different things. I have stacked it with my morning coffee. Obviously, I'm never going to miss or skip out on my morning coffee. I'm admittedly totally addicted to that bump of caffeine in the morning. So just putting it next to the coffee grounds, I saw it every single day and I took it every single day. And recently I've shifted to taking my vitamins at night. And again, there's a habit at night that I have that I can stack onto, which is taking some supplements for helping my sleep. So I take magnesium, And a couple other things that were recommended by Andrew Huberman, if you listen to Huberman Lab podcast. So I take those every night. By the way, side note, I used to take melatonin, and then Huberman said he does not recommend doing that. So I have shifted to magnesium, and I think it was L-theanine that he recommended. So if you are taking melatonin every night, like I used to be, might want to look into alternatives. But anyways, that is something that I don't skip. And I put my vitamins next to those supplements and take them every single night. So that's just one example of habit stacking and how well it works. But we're going to think about other habits that we want to build for the new year and how we can create systems around that that makes them actually stick. And then there's also a downloadable habit tracker that you can grab. So that is email number four. Number five is encouraging you to try a meditation practice. If you are like me, maybe you've tried it in the past and it's not something that you have a solid routine around. Last year, when I started the year, I was like, I'm going to meditate every single day. I did that for the first couple months. It was great, but then I fell off the wagon. And so this year, I'm trying to be a little bit more gentle with that and not like, okay, this is an all or nothing thing. Either I meditate every single day this year or I fall off the wagon and I never meditate again for the rest of the year. Like it doesn't have to be that intense. So I'm trying to incorporate that back into my routine and figure out like what works best for me in terms of time of day, like in the morning before I journal or in the afternoon after lunch when I'm kind of getting that dip in energy or in the evening before I go to bed. So I'm trying a few different things to see what works for me, but what I do know that I love is using the Headspace app. It's my favorite, I've been using it for years, and I'm including a 14-day free trial in that email for you. Email number six is all about your mindset and tips for beating imposter syndrome. And these tips have worked really well for me. And I think that with imposter syndrome, it's not something that ever goes away. In some cases, as you grow your business, grow other areas of your life, imposter syndrome actually gets worse because there's more going on. There's more new things happening for you to feel like an imposter over. And so it's more about dealing with it and managing it rather than having this goal in your mind of, oh, when I'm successful in X way, I'll never have imposter syndrome again because that's just not true, unfortunately. And so I put together a list of different ways and strategies and tactics you can use for dealing with imposter syndrome. And I think this is also a really important way to set the foundation for the new year because Your mindset is so, so important. And if you are filling your head with negative self talk, if you are telling yourself you can't accomplish XYZ goal, then you can't. Like, if that's what you keep telling yourself, then no, you have no hope. (laughs) But if you're able to combat that negative self talk, flip the narrative, flip the script, and actually believe that, like, yes, you can accomplish these things, yes, you can meet these goals achieve these XYZ, then you will be able to follow through on those things. And so I think that mindset is really, really important. So that is number six. And then the seventh email of the series is all about looking at your time management. So it's all about time management tips and tricks. And I give you examples of how I manage my time and how I use kind of a modified version of the Ivy Lee method to time batch during my day and to prioritize things. And so this is an exercise for you to kind of take a look at how you're using your time and how you can manage things a little bit differently to be more efficient. So that's it. That's the email challenge. That's the series. Again, you can sign up at whatthefab.com success. And the link is also in the show notes. We are kicking things off Towards the end of January, the emails will start going on January 29th. But again, you can start really anytime. Like, even if it's the summer and you're listening to this episode, the email challenge will still be. Up, like you can still sign up for it and you can get those emails. So you can start this at any time and again, go at your own pace. They're going to be going out daily, but don't feel like this is something you have to do each and every day. You will have them in your inbox, you can reference them anytime and get going on them. So I'm really excited to kick this off. This is my first time doing this type of like daily email challenge over a week. So I'm excited to see how it goes and to welcome you into the challenge and to see what goals you set for yourself. If you have any questions, you can always email me, elisaatwhatthefab.com or slide in my DMs. I'm at wtfab on Instagram. And if you sign up for the email challenge, I would love it if you shared what you were doing and tagged me in a story on Instagram. I'd love to give you and your business some free visibility and reshare anything that you are working on. And yeah, I'm super excited to kick things off. I can't wait to see you within the challenge. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And here's to a super successful 2023.